This program is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Ragda Shaheen, who works for the Dubai International Finance Center, recently completed a four-week business and legal fellowship at Wharton and the University of Pennsylvania Law School. The program, funded by the U.S. Department of State Middle East Partnership Initiative and supported by America Mideast Educational and Training Services, teaches management, business, and legal skills to women from the Middle East and North Africa. This year, 22 women from 11 countries attended the program. Shaheen will spend the next three months working at the Chicago Chamber of Commerce before returning to the UAE. She spoke with Knowledge at Wharton about her experiences in Gaza City, Canada, the U.S., and the Middle East. Raga, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Can you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself, where you were born, educated, and, and where you've worked so far and so forth? Sure. I am an Arabic girl, born in Kuwait for Palestinian parents, so I am Palestinian, lived in, Pal- in Kuwait for seven years, and then moved to Palestine. I grew up in Palestine, Gaza City, moved to Toronto, Canada in 2001, received my education and bachelor in, bachelor degree in engineering, and worked there for a couple of years. And then I moved to Dubai earlier in 2008, and that's where I live right now. Okay. And what are you doing there? I'm a business and process consultant at Dubai International Financial Center. Uh, and why did you decide to come to this program? I always find those exchange programs are fascinating because it's my opportunity to break some stereotypes. I've been on similar programs before, and I really enjoyed the experience. So I thought that I would use it again, use the opportunity to come again to the States and do more work on breaking stereotypes. What, what kinds of stereotypes are you talking about? On both sides, I'm talking about the stereotype on the American and the Arabs. And this um, about uh, business uh, business behaviors, about the people, about their um, culture, about themselves on both sides. Okay, now, so what's an example of that on, on, say, your side? I find a lot of stereotypes about Arab women that I would like to break or about Arabs in general here in the States because they receive their image, most of the people, even in both sides, let's be fair, for the Arabs and the Americans, from the media that they see. And um, I guess we all know that the media can be biased at certain times and does not reflect the correct uh, image of the culture. So I come here to experience the American culture by myself without through my eyes, not through someone else's eyes. And I try to transfer that to the Americans myself. So what would you think is a typical American image of an Arab woman? Hmm. And how is that image right or wrong? They still have the image that the Arab women, um, um, that they may not be educated, that they're suppressed, uh, that they can't work, they don't speak, they're not cosmopolitan. So I try with my fellows here, my fellow females, when we meet them to break that stereotype. We tell them that Arabs in general, not just women, um, they usually speak two languages at minimum. We speak English as a second language in my country. Most of there are other countries in the Middle East, such as Lebanon and Syria, they speak French as a second language. And um, yes, that's what I, and the exposure to the West is very high in the Middle East. Probably it's because of the political situation and the geographical location of that area. 
So we really know about other countries and civilization out there in the world. So what would you say is the stereotypical image of an American in in an Arab woman's view? <laughs> of an Arab woman's view? An Arab, an Arab woman's view of a typical American that, that may be... It's not True just in the eyes of Arab women, probably in Arabs. I think that would change through the uh, government. So um, some stereotypes about the Americans um, that uh, in the Middle East, if I just may step back, in the Middle East, we usually relate the government to the people because we're closely tied to the government. So we would think most of the Americans could be like um, reflect like they would support the government, but it may not be the case here on the field. Some people, they're Democrats, some of the, some of them, they're Republicans, and um, and they may oppose the direction of the government. So uh, when you come here, you would feel it on the street. You know, I was here during the elections time in October, and I was in New York, which is like mostly Democrats. So uh, you would feel like, hmm, there is someone actually who, you know, th- that would have same opinions as ours in the Middle East. Or at least same intentions or um, interests. Would it is it unusual then for women who are educated and have a work experience like you do to come to the states and to get uh, take courses here and 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 learn more about subjects and take that back to their home countries? I would say it depends. Like um, it depends on th- on the family and it depends on the occasion. Like my my aunt thirty years ago. She left to uh, receive her education in medicine in Germany. But that doesn't mean that it's okay for most of the families. It depends on the family level of education and the country and the culture and the tradition. The Arab world is 14 countries and it's diverse. And I think that's much as this is, this is, this is the beauty of it, that it's diverse. You would find all the cultures there. In Gaza City, are you? Would you consider yourself one of the more educated, more experienced women in, in terms of business background and business uh, career work? I wouldn't say educated because, like, it's the most educated because most of the uh, people, the education level in Gaza is very high. But I would say I'm one of the luckiest to have this exposure to opportunities out there in the world. Unfortunately, because of the political situation, uh, some of the people in Gaza, they're lucky to be alive. Mm, it's not sure. to receive education and that ex- that exposure to the opportunities. So yes, I am blessed with the opportunities, but education is very high in, uh, in Gaza. Even myself, I can talk about my personal experience. I had my senior year in high school when uh, the intifada started and uh, the war the war the political situation deteriorated in the gaza in gaza in 2001 and that did not stop me from reaching my school which was 45 minutes away so um, i believe those people down there they definitely have a strong soul and you know intention towards strong in- education for their kids is this your first trip to the united states no when were you here before I've been here a couple of times before. Um, I have a sister here. I have some, I have, um, she's she's uh, living in Boston. Mm-hmm. She's um, chief of radiology in Harvard uh, Medicine School. Oh. And uh, I've visited here um, New York and New Jersey with my previous job in uh, through Siemens Canada. Mm-hmm. So I received some training courses here. And you are now taking both business and law courses. Is that correct? Yes, okay. I have. We, we've taken a couple of law car, uh, law classes. What is what is the one thing that you've learned 
in your business courses that you feel was has been especially valuable? Mm, uh, that's an excellent question. I am an engineer by education. I haven't had exposure, a strong exposure to the finance and accounting field that much. So I always, and, and my job is consulting, and I always face those balance sheets and know we can't, you know, answers from the finance department. But now I understand what they're going through because I've received um, an, ex- I've attended an excellent class, which is the accounting class. Mm-hmm. And um it was a fantastic experience. It was taught in unusual way. And I think it's a new class even to Wharton School, and they were testing it on us. And I'm telling you, it's fantastic. So my favorite class has been so far the accounting class. Okay. Uh, are there are there certain key uh, subject areas or topic areas that professional businesswomen in the Middle East uh, feel that they might need more exposure to on a, on a, say, on an international basis that they don't have? It's... Um, it's not just, I don't think it's Arab women only. I could relate to that as a woman, okay. if I may say, mm-hmm. which is um, a, we received a course. It's for the woman in a work in a workplace, how her behavior in a workplace, the, the issues and the challenges that we face as women in our workplace, and how do we behave when we face challenges. Mm-hmm. And I found this course is very interesting, and it would be excellent if we could promote it for women in general, not just in the Middle East. So what is your... How can you relate that course to your personal experience in the workplace? Be proud to be a woman and um, don't uh, try to uh, surrender or to just to give up because you're a woman. Or you don't need to work harder than your colleagues just to prove a point because you're a woman. That doesn't mean you need to work harder the other to, than the others just to prove that you're capable and you're qualified. I thought that's a fantastic observation. But but I, I, I've heard from some Arab women that, in fact, they do need to work harder. They need to work two or three times harder. It's I, Again, I don't think it's just an Arab woman uh, challenge. It's women uh, in the global. So Lisa, the... The, the professor of, or the course uh, professor, she's the one who said that observation and she was communicating that fact to us even through the American women. Okay. And I agree with her, yes, um, that's women in general. Like I worked in Canada, as I said, mm-hmm. and I worked in the Middle East. And in both cases, I found in my examples or the executive managers that I've seen who are females, yes, that observation was true about them. Mm-hmm. They were trying to prove that they're qualified and they're capable and they're uh, stronger than their peers so they had to work harder in in your in your exper- business experience in the middle east have you ever personally felt discriminated against because not at all woman? actually I, I always said this observation i was i i did face that fear to be honest with you because of the stereotype again because i i lived for a while in toronto for seven years so i was like i wasn't sure how the um, the work environment will be in the middle east and I can quote for you from um, the hospitality CEO in my company. She's German. She did say to me, Ragda, it's for me as a German woman, I faced less racism or sexism or racism against my gender in the Middle East than I ever, fa- I, than I ever faced in anywhere else. So it's, um, it's a very supportive environment. And I was really fascinated when I went to my workplace. We have many executive women. And they support that. And there is, um, I'm living, as I, as I mentioned, in Dubai right now. There is a foundation for leadership for women supported by the ruler, Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed, His Highness. Um, so I find this very fascinating. And to be honest, I'm very happy to be there to receive some of the support. I myself have been on an exchange program to support me as a woman. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. You mentioned that you, you in your you've had a lot of contact with other women in the program here. Do you feel that part of the value of this program is to help you set up a network of women that you'll keep in touch with with when you leave? And do you have that kind of opportunity in Dubai to set up uh, a network among women? Is that something that can happen there easily? Mm-hmm. I, I've been always interested in such network with women since my uh, undergraduate degree in Canada. I was part of women in engineering program because I've been always a minority. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and here, yes, I think that's the purpose, the main purpose of the program. But the network should not only be among women, to be honest. I, th- I believe it should be among women to support ourselves, but we should expand it because the world is not only women out there. We should be there to support ourselves. But yes, we should extend our hand for help for other, you know, for men also. So, um, and because that's the collaboration between the two genders, and it's, um, I don't think we should only just focus on ourselves. We should focus on the development of the relationships between females and males in the workplace so that both of them can work together and prosper together. Now, I mean, I have never been to Dubai, so, mm. and, um, but I, I get the sense that you're, that you're one of a rare breed of women in that area. I mean, you are very educated, very articulate. You've had work experiences, you know, in Canada. Um, in the U.S., you're going to be working in Chicago, I think, when sure. you leave. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are you are definitely a minority in terms of the women there, correct? I mean, you... I would like to think so, but I don't think so. <laughs> it's not true. But thank you for the compliment. Um, there are a lot of cosmopolitan girls there and ladies. Actually, I'm the fourth one in this program from my company. There has been already three ladies from my company on such a program. And the number is increasing with days. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I was on an exchange program similar to this, but it was uh, both males and females with um, with American business uh, men and women. And... Um, the observation was the similar was the same again you would be surprised that we have females who are like that cause as you mentioned cosmopolitan speaking good english have exposure to the world i think the world is getting smaller that and uh, dubai is a very um um that's where everything is happening nowadays. Right. So you'll it, find it is most very cosmopolitan. It is a very right. cosmopolitan sure. city, yeah. Yeah. and um, even again, as I mentioned, uh, in the Middle East, um, it's the exposure to cultures there is very high. Yeah. It's close to Europe. It's close to China and India, the Far East, and I think the geographical location really helps. But is it generational? I mean, do you? How old are you? I'm 25. You're 25. So are women? In your generation, are they? Do you feel that they're having a, a, a very different experience than women who say are forty-five, fifty? Um, I guess everywhere in the world, yes, we develop with generation. Like I believe, even here, the current generation is different than their um, parents. Uh-huh. Yes, we're developing with the media, with the technology. We watch American Idol. We watch your TV shows. We watch Oprah, Doctor Phil. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, the exposure. And is that a good thing? <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Sex in the city. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I guess it's just the exposure is getting higher and higher. And something else, an observation about um, why you, f- you may feel that we know you. It's um, because of the media, to a certain degree, exposed, exposes you to the American streets and environments and the buildings. So... The observation when we went to New York, most of us, they felt that they've been here before when they saw the Brooklyn Bridge and the Statue of Liberty. You feel that you've been in the streets of New York, even if you've never been there, because you always see it on TV. So that's what's increasing the exposure. So it's the technology, it's the 
believe it or not, the problems could be the political problems are playing good part here because we have to learn about what's happening out there in the world. And most of the political situation in the Middle East, it's highly related to the U.S. Mm-hmm. So that's why we, we're highly exposed and we're learning a lot about you. What about what about Gaza City, where you went to high school? Is mm-hmm. that uh, is that as as sophisticated and developed as Dubai for in terms of opportunities for women and opportunities for women in the mid in Gaza? I would say um, they're as bad as the opportunities for men. It's not because of the sex; it's the opportunities for the residents there. Full stop. It's there is no. Um, Unfortunately, uh, the situation, the political situation is really bad down there. So as I mentioned earlier, they don't have the opportunity to have the high exposure or to travel as much. But however, when before the political situation deteriorated in 2001, that's when I first started in my exchange program. So in, when I was 16, I received and we rec- I was on a Norwegian uh, exchange program. So I had we had the Norwegian students coming to Gaza and we traveled to Oslo when I was 16. Mm -hmm. So when the political situation is stable, yes, Gaza was doing well. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't think it's fair to compare it to Dubai because uh, Dubai is um, relatively speaking, it's it's stable, it's safe, there is no war there, the political situation is stable. Whereas for Gaza, it's not, but hopefully it will be one day. Right. And you've, you've, probably come from a very supportive family as well. Is that correct? Your parents have been supportive, so you don't face any disapproval about what you're doing or where you're going or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Do you live alone in Dubai? No, I live with them. Okay. Actually, um, they moved moved to come and to live with me. Oh. They were... um, they were supporting me all the way. When I was in Canada, my mom and my dad, they would take turns to come and visit uh-huh. me. They were living in Gaza, so sometimes they would be um, back and forth between Gaza and Toronto. And then when I took the decision to move to Dubai, we thought that it's time to be for us together. So that's where moving all of us to Dubai. Is that fairly common for for uh, young professionals to live with their family, their parents? Yeah, I guess um, the Arabic culture, it's um, its like most of the Eastern cultures. Um, they're very much family-oriented. It's not very common for uh, girls to move out of their um, family houses or even guys until they get married. That's just how the culture is. Okay. So what are your plans now in the next few years? You're going to Chicago for six months? For three months. Three months to do... Yes. What, what will you be doing there? My assignment, I heard that my assignment is I'll be working green initiatives, which I'm very excited about because that's what my graduation project here at Wharton is about. Oh, and I'll wow. be working on the submission for the Olympics for 2016. Wow. How exciting Terrific. is that? Yeah, I know. I'm very exciting. I'm very excited that um, because I think um, I'll be having higher exposure to this green technology, mm-hmm. which is booming as well in the Middle East, especially in Dubai. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, um, I always had the plan that I wanted to go for my MBA. That's why I was very excited about this opportunity to give me an inside sneak and and the situation in Wharton, which was always my dream school. And I'm very excited that I had this opportunity because it confirmed what I had in mind. And now it's time for me to start working on my GMAT. Oh, so you will actually apply to graduate school? Correct. That will that be after you complete your work at Chicago in oh, Chicago? Yes, I don't or? think I can. Um, I will. I'm planning to enjoy the experience to the maximum and not study while I'm there. <laughs> okay, so then you say you get your GMAT. You, I mean, you take your GMAT. You go to business school mm-hmm. somewhere for two years. What would you like to do? Yes, in the long term, I would like to work in the government. 
and receive um, some experience in the public administration sector. In where? In Dubai. In Dubai, okay. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, uh, if, if the situation gets better in, in Gaza, I would like to contribute to that, but because it's, uh, I'm not able to go there even. So I, the, um, the place that seems uh, home for me for now, for the short term or for the long term, unless something else comes up, it's Dubai. And um, then afterwards, uh, I would like to teach and become a professor. Oh, mm-hmm. really? Oh, yes. What would you like? An engineering professor or no professor? Or? <laughs> I wish engineering. No, I haven't worked much with that. It's. Uh, I would like to teach business school. I would like to teach an MBA class. Mm-hmm. Uh, so who knows? We could see you back here sometime. Yeah, who knows? Uh, I have one final question. There was a story in the Wall Street Journal today talking about the, the steep declines in, in countries around the world, specifically Mexico and Germany and Japan, uh, and how they are kind of getting getting the the brunt of this this financial collapse. Mm-hmm. Are you feeling this at all in Dubai, or even in, in a general sense, and even specifically in the, in the, your lifestyle? And mm-hmm. oh, my lifestyle. <laughs> um, no, deny that this financial crisis uh, has hit hardly the the whole world. And as a for the fact that Dubai is a very um, global city so I don't know what's the right term it's a cosmopolitan city and it's very highly related to the economy in the world Um, so yes it did affect the investments in Dubai however I must say that the government is supporting that so I don't know if you've heard about that Um, about a month ago the government of Abu Dhabi issued bonds for 30 billion dollars 30 billion dirhams, uh, which is 10 billion, almost 10 billion dollars, to support uh, the economy in uh, in the UAE. And um, since then, the situation I could say, I could see even while during my stay here, my short stay, which is a month I've been here so far, I'm always in touch with my colleagues to un- and the situation. I'm reading the news in Dubai. I think it's a starting to recover. So some companies are starting to hire again. Some companies are receiving their um, bonuses and their appraisals for the year. So, uh, yes, I think uh, we've been affected. To sum it up, yes, we've been affected. But also, I think we're having a strong recovery, stronger recovery there because the government has the fund to support it. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, thank you for joining us and, and good luck you. in it Chicago. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Thank okay. you very much. Okay. Thank you for having me. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. 